And we're recording. Hey everyone, this is Ben Seidensicker. We are Uncommon Council. I'm here joined by my co-hosts, Sam. Hello everyone. Sam West, hey everybody. And then also Claire. Air, air, air. This is Claire Canapel. She's an air horn. She has an air horn. <laughs> I carry it with me everywhere I go. We tried to get her to put it down. She did not. She refuses. I blew it in their faces. <laughs> uh, and they never asked again. We did, we did learn our lesson, yeah. Uh, speaking of learned lessons, the cats are going to be free range today. Um, this is proof that civil disobedience works if you apply it correctly. So they made a lot of noise during the last podcast. Putting them back room did not prevent that. So... <laughs> Their voices really burst through. So, just proof. <laughs> All right. Um, we can get started. Well, actually, uh, I want to recognize because we always talk about what we're drinking in the moment to explain our delicious sipping noises. Uh, <laughs> I got a cat on my oh, on my no. shoulder now. Yeah, she thinks that that's okay because I made her think that that's okay. <laughs> So, so everyone's happy. Everybody's right? culpable here. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like the most uncomfortable position for her, but she's she looks very happy. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you can you can pick her up and dunk her. Okay. No, she got bored with me. That's good. So Just I'm trying to be as boring as possible. It's like the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if they could actually not see except for movement, but it's worth trying. Okay. <laughs> If you're not interesting, she may not take interest in you. Um, but it, we're sipping some coffee that Sam prepared today. Yeah, I dragged in. I decided my high chair was a little too much to drag in, so I just dragged in some coffee apparatus. That's good. And made uh, some some Collectivo coffee this morning. Oh, it's delicious. It is very good. Great. So just need to explain our sipping sounds, everyone. So uh, first couple of actual topics for today, I'm going to then immediately turn over to the two of you and put you in position to talk about whatever you want to talk about. This is your captive audience moment. Um, anything that you wanted. I don't know who wants to go first. I will go first. Claire looks eager. a small PSA for our lovely alders. Uh, you know, if you're going to try something, like if you're going to make a speech or if you're going to do a really cool popcorn video maybe just practice it once or twice with someone else watching are you referring to mute buttons i am referring to mute buttons uh there was a really cool um uh, there uh, in one of the honoring resolutions um they did an honoring resolution for was it black history month for madison specifically oh um, yeah recognition of, of black leaders and uh you know I think as part of that, some of the, the black and uh, people of color on the, the council were pitching in and yeah, they, participating. Yeah, they tried to do this really cool thing where um, one of the alders, I can't remember which alders, initiated and she started a sentence and then paused after like an and. Uh, and then they had scripted it where, you know, different um, alders of color and then like different community members would pop in and complete the sentence and continue on. So it's a really cool popcorn thing. However, it was uh, marred slightly by some mute button uh, antics, and it just seemed like they hadn't maybe practiced it. And I think one practice would have made it really cool and beautiful like it was intended. And I 
made me sad that it was this like really cool, fun thing they were trying to do was kind of marred by the execution of it. Yeah. Similarly, uh, one of the elders gave a speech where she was stumbling over her words a lot and uh -huh. mispronounced one of them. Did you just mispronounce? The <laughs> okay, just checking. Um, burgeoning is the word, not burgeoning. Normally, I try and make a point to support people who mispronounce things because they've usually just read them places and reading is good. Mm -hmm. But if you're giving a speech in local government, maybe practice it a couple times and run it by someone to make sure you have your pronunciations correct. I'm not going to lie. I looked up burgeoning as soon as I heard that. I was like, oh, crap. Have I been saying that wrong this whole time? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But turns out that, like I always suspected, I'm right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry about it. Uh, yeah. I they. I mean, it's tricky. They uh, they do a new speech every other week. So that it's a little, little effort there for well, sure. Well, then you think they'd be better at it. <laughs> I think we just need like the TikTok version of this too, just to, to mm -hmm. make it more viral. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There you go. We could auto tune it. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Claire. Uh, hopefully, the quality of our meetings will go up now that they've all listened. You know, really reflected on this, written in their journals about it a bit to, to really digest. Yeah, that. definitely. What we need is more judgment uh, leveled at these people. That'll help. It it might it might. <laughs> Sam, do you have any judgment to level at people, the world, cats? Do I? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Ben, I don't, I don't have anything major this week. I'm just, I'm just really optimistic about winter being over. I've got this like bad habit of whenever it gets not below zero, I'm like, it's summer. So I'm just enjoying this 37 degree weather and just bring out the tank tops. <laughs> yeah. Ready to pull up the shorts and <laughs> yeah. go swimming next week when I'm sure it's gonna be 70 degrees. So uh that's my my optimistic take of the week. Is that based on your interpretation of the Groundhog Day festivities? I I, I prefer to believe the Groundhog Day is gonna just go with whatever I think would be best. So Regardless of what the groundhog did, I'm, I'm thinking like that was an optimistic hide from my shadow. What did the groundhog do? It hid from a shadow. I thought one of the groundhogs died. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that happened. <laughs> Don't make me choose. It's, it's pretty <laughs> ominous, yeah. yeah. This is a lot of pressure y'all put me on every single year. People are going to like this decision. Yeah. Oh yeah, that means the world's going to end. I can't go out there. <laughs> So that's my general weather comment. The groundhog sign, it's going to get warm. Cool. Whether we like it I'm or ready. not. I'm so ready. All right. Next topic. We're going to bring back an older segment. Know your alder. We, uh, no particular rhyme or reason to this. We'll just try and get through as many as we can. We should have enough time if we stick to a, a disciplined schedule to get through them all before we vote in new ones, probably. So that would be next year. Or wait, when are they all up? Are they all up this year in 2022? I think it's one more year. I don't. I don't know if they're all if they're all in the same election cycle or not, though. I oh, think they true. are because that was one thing that they brought up when they were talking about the changing the terms and stuff was that 
everyone switches at once. Mm -hmm. uh, so when there is turnover, no one knows what they're doing. Except for the <laughs> people who've been in it for 20 years or something. Right. But a large majority of them have turned over. Whereas if you staggered it, it wouldn't be as much of a problem. Well, this, this time we're talking about one first time Alder, Alder Gary Halverson of the uh, 17th district. And we have some links up for folks who want to do some reading up more like the uh, Alder Halverson has a candidate website with some cool resources, a link to the COVID-19 dashboard and get that snapshot, some opportunities to volunteer, which is cool through like Ma uh, Madison or Dane County United Way, uh, local United Way chapter and uh, some resources for help if you need it. So those are some really cool things to see on his website. We also have a Q&A with the CAP Times with a little bit of back and forth, uh, quizzing about different topics. So uh, yeah, what have y'all's experiences been, I guess, following Alder Halverson so far? If you go to his website, I don't think there's an about section. I'm just kind of... Hmm. I could be wrong on that, but I struggled to find it. So I was, I was also missing that, yeah. But he does have a YouTube page. And often when people link to YouTube, it's just because the website has a link to your social media. They include YouTube. They don't actually have a YouTube page. Hmm. He has videos. So I thought that was interesting. What kind of videos? Uh, his best one by far is he talks about his rescuing of Great Danes. Okay. <laughs> he does have three, it said, in his profile. Three Great Dane rescues, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Great Danes. They have short lives, so just kind of sad. And he says that that's why he adopted or, or rescued Great Danes was because it was a low commitment. <laughs> that, that is the most, he, he said he works in finance IT, and I was like, that's the most finance IT assessment of that situation is possible. Like, I, in a good way, like it's a, it's a good thing to do, but like, what is my risk profile over the next uh, five year time horizon? Yeah, like, and if they if they decided they didn't like dogs, it's a lower commitment than a dog that'd be around for fifteen years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was you know it's a logical decision, and I secretly want a Great Dane, but I'm I'm afraid of that their lifespan. It's just yeah, that would be hard. You just gotta see the positive behind that, like Alder Alderson. Yeah, he, he, I I look at it only eight years. He looks at it. Eight great years. <laughs> I heard he's he's trying to be an alder at the city of Madison for the exact same reason. Like we have pretty short lifespan in the city. We're just gonna, like the city. It's it's just a, a blip, gonna go away soon. Oh, so he's very against the four term year, four oh, year really? terms because he's like, <laughs> I want to do a two year commitment. We'll see how this yeah, goes. That's amazing. Uh, commitment light. Yeah. You know he's consistent. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, I think he he dodged some of those restructuring questions in ways that I feel are similar to some of the other alders. I, I, I guess I can't say dodge. He, he did take a position on some of them. He did. He wanted term limits, and the keeping the size of twenty instead of going down to ten. Mm -hmm. I will admit my ignorance here in saying that I I know next to nothing about Alder Halverson. Uh, are there other policies of his that stuck out to you guys? He. So I, I went through his YouTube page and there's a lot of things on safety and security. Um, like cybersecurity? No, it's like parking lot security. Oh. Like specifically he has a video about how to be safe at a parking lot and it's keep your head on a swivel, watch out for people. 
But there's some language that's uncomfortable when it's, if you see someone who you don't think should be there, call the store manager. Yeah. Um, hmm. That that language is not <laughs> yeah. language I'm comfortable with. <laughs> because we're leaving it up to the judgment of each individual person of who they feel belongs at a grocery store, which is a public place that we're all all citizens of Madison are entitled to be at. Yeah, and I, I think he's highlighting a very specific example where there was, I think it was a car theft in a grocery store. So that, that is, um, mm-hmm. you know, a, a very legitimate thing to be concerned about. There are different ways to phrase it. Yeah, but then it's, oh, I don't, this person shouldn't be at this grocery store. It's just not a a great, it could lead to more problems than, yeah. That's not good for anyone. Someone should explain to that person trying to steal cars at a grocery store that the place to do it is East Wash and you look for a car that is running with the keys in the ignition. I, that's the way to do it. They're, yeah. they're really following a suboptimal strategy. Yeah, if we've learned anything on this podcast, <laughs> that that is the way to do it. Especially in winter, people leave, turn their cars on early and... Yeah. yeah. I want to run into this grocery store. Don't turn my car off because it maybe could get it cold. was a running car in the grocery store parking lot. In that case, no notes, no notes. All right, we're gonna keep moving along. But that was Alder Gary Halverson, and uh, I think he uh, brought up some some points during this uh, uh, week's meeting. Um, I think doing a little bit of grilling on some of the project managers, probably uh, carrying some 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 baggage from project managers he's worked on within the past. Maybe I don't know. Um, but the next topic is the city of Madison resources. We're going to link out to the COVID-19 dashboard. So you'll be able to see it has some really great stats about testing positivity rates, uh, you know, confirmed cases, hospitalizations, deaths, uh, things are trending really well. So I'm looking at some of the snapshots, the, uh, percentage change over the past two weeks was, uh, down by 40% of people with COVID-19 currently, uh, hospitalizations down 15%. So the, the one week and two week trends look good. And another PSA uh, for boosters, I actually ran into a friend who had not gotten a booster yet because they just like didn't feel comfortable scheduling one. They didn't know how it worked. They tried to walk into CVS and CVS told them they had to schedule it. You can't just walk in. Um, but you can very easily schedule your booster shot. Uh, I'm looking at the stats on Ben's screen right now. 67.5% of vaccinated Dane County County residents have gotten a booster. So if you're one of the vaccinated unboosted, uh, just go to CVS and schedule yourself a little appointment. It's 15 minutes in and out. It's very easy. Yep. Cool. Good idea. Yeah, it would have been nice maybe if that person turning them away gave them a little info about like how to schedule instead of go Google and figure it out. Yeah. Get out of here. I know. Yeah. They were like, you're not welcome. <laughs> and, well, and it's also like, you know, maybe a little social pressure was all this guy needed. He just needed someone who heard that story and was like, no, it's fine. Go log in uh, to CBS and make an appointment. Yeah, absolutely. So, Peer pressure is good, guys. That's what I'm saying. I'll stick by it. A little catch-22. CVS was like, you're not boosted. Get out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> <out of> here. <laughs> We 
We can't let you in here. You're not boosted yet. Hmm, that'd be difficult. Well, uh, that is a wrong answer. Speaking of wrong answers, we're going to talk about our wrong answers only segment. So your wrong answers only phrase for today, and I say yours because it's not mine. I'm not, I'm not playing this game. This is a Claire and Sam game. We're going to do today grant with conditions. So that's the phrase that you have. So I just need only the wrong answers to what grant with conditions means or could represent. Well, I'm going to jump in there and take the easy one. Uh, grant with conditions is a person named Grant uh-huh. who has some pre-existing conditions uh, that makes it hard for him to get insurance. Got it. <laughs> it just it's, it's one of those line items like, if your name is Grant. And you have a pre-existing condition, uh, we cannot help you. That'd be rough. Claire, that was close, but you kind of mixed up who the person was. The person isn't Grant. The person is conditions. (laughs) And so grant with conditions is when somebody gives you a grant of money, Mm -hmm. but you get the grant of money from conditions. So conditions is the person in the scenario who's giving you the grant. So you get a grant and it comes with conditions, the person. Ah, yes, yes. So you go knock on Conditions Door and ask for something that you need. If you couldn't knock on Conditions Door, I usually just call him because we have phones, Ben. But oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need to drive there, Keith. No. Um, that is a good guess, Sam, but that's actually incorrect. Grant with Conditions is when you give someone a present, uh, but it has some stipulations attached to it. For example, uh, here... It's your birthday. I gave you a book that I knew you would like. However, it is a library book. So you do need to return it in two weeks. Uh, That's not quite what Grant with Conditions is, Claire. Grant with Conditions is actually when you go to the hospital and they grant you some other diseases, which are other conditions. So it's like, (laughs) oh, I know you came in with your flu. How would you like a... uh, other disease. <laughs> uh, very close. A little hunchback yeah. condition. That's very what. close. Uh, but you guys have actually been mispronouncing the first word. It's actually grunt with conditions. Uh, this is when you are working out really hard and forget that you're in a public gym and you accidentally <laughs> grunt really loudly. Uh, the conditions being the public place. In the gym, yes. Yeah. I should have rehearsed that ahead of time to make sure I was pronouncing it correctly. Yes, that is your If I'd heard your PSA, that might have helped me. It actually wasn't grunt, Claire. It was granite. Ah. Granite with conditions is the process <laughs> in which you condition the granite so that it's stronger. So it's like you tighten it, make it stronger, and then you can use granite with conditions to build marble statues close <laughs> close but it's actually grinch with conditions uh this is when uh the grinch uh, attempts to steal christmas uh but uh, instead of merely stealing it he tries to buy it um but the conditions uh, are such that they're just too expensive hence why we keep having christmas he tries to buy it and then return it that i mean because the, the grinch promises to, to give it back or he's lying well, initially he's trying to steal it for his own and Got never it. give it back, right? So initial Grinch is attempting to buy it in this case. Ah, okay. 
I would, I would take that. I, I mean, going along with the mispronunciation here, y'all are actually mispronouncing the middle word. It is grant width conditions. When you write the grant, you can't use the entire width of the page. You actually have to use a, a narrow two-inch band in the middle to leave enough room in the margins for people to notate the grant. This is a common legal procedure. I have no idea why people don't know that already. That's that's interesting, but I'm afraid it's actually grit, 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 uh, which is a Dutch term, uh, which means uh, have a lovely day. Is that Dutch Kermit the Frog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. He's the one who first popularized it. It's actually conditions that's being mispronounced. <laughs> it's grit with kundit shrooms. And it's like, you know how the kids are these days? They're abbreviating every word. And shrooming so everything. Yeah. Condiment shrooms. <laughs> Here's like your hot dog with some condiments and shrooms. You put mushrooms on hot dogs now? Boy, the kids are crazy. I know. It's it's getting really bizarre. <laughs> well, I would like to say congratulations to Sam for finally putting the kids and the youth in their place. Uh, so you're, you're going to win for this week. Um, this, this has been, uh, wrong answers only grant with conditions. So where this comes from, there's not one answer to what grant with conditions mean. It's a phrase that the common council is using pretty frequently when looking at some of the alcohol license review for this session. Uh, they were just over and over grant with conditions. It's like, what, what are they referring to? What are these conditions? So dug a little bit into those. They have seven conditions. Do you want to know what these seven conditions for the alcohol license yes you have to do with good answer you were going to hear it either way uh, they're all have they all have to do with samples so it's a bunch of rules about how and when you can provide and to whom you can provide samples so samples must be provided free of charge <laughs> you can have two samples of wine per person per day not to exceed three fluid ounces uh, samples must be provided between the hours of 11 a.m and 7 p.m so before 7 p.m., you can get samples. So I guess they can't, they, they don't have to give you samples after 7 p.m. Huh. But anybody with a license, and I don't know if all the alcohol licenses have these same conditions, but those are rules that they're under. Um, some things seem kind of obvious. They need to be served by bartenders. They can't give them to underage people. I love that you need a two-hour buffer time in order to choose whether or not that wine you sampled is the one you want. I, this is just mind blown, mind bottling, as some would say. Yeah. I uh, thought samples were being offered to me out of the generosity of people's hearts, but. They're required. Yeah, I, I feel a lot of them are required. <laughs> <laughs> you may as well ask, yeah. I like that at some point somebody was like, there's so much beer in the world that I'll never be able to taste all of it. And they decided to start inserting this. And now they just grant with conditions over and over. Yeah, so looking at, um, you know, assuming good intent, is this good intent on the, the licensee or the person who made this the condition? Giving away free samples of alcohol seems like the best intent possible. I don't know. Did, I have no, no notes. Did we have an older one day who was just really indecisive and was like, you know what? I need some samples. <laughs> Went yeah. to a bar. They only gave me one sample. I need two. That's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not to exceed three fluid ounces per sample because we're not heathens, like just going to town on our samples. Yeah. 
So that is what grant with conditions meant in this context. And with that, we're going to stop and take a short break and we'll be right back. And we are back. This is Uncommon Council. I'm Ben. I'm here with Sam. Still <laughs> Sam and Claire. I made them talk at the same time. Hello. It was hard. We got, we hit Claire's blowhorn. Yeah. So. We hit it. Anymore. Yeah. You could uh, use the symbols that you brought. Oh, good idea. Uh, I'll, but now you're expecting them, so. I'll wait to I'll be wait. surprised, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the giant gong that you rolled in here. Yeah, is yeah. Is that a surprise too? I mean, that one will be less of a surprise because it'll be very obvious when I'm winding up, but, but yeah. Okay, that sounds great. Uh, that's something to look forward to. We are going to get into the actual agenda of the meeting itself now. Let's talk about some of those honoring resolutions. Boom. Oh, there it is. All right. So the first one was for Joe Ryan, uh, Madison West Neighborhood Association leader. So we got to, that was cool. Like it wasn't a, you know, disembodied voice. He got on the video for a little bit and talked. Biggest surprise was they gave, they gave him a lot of, like, it sounds like he's done a lot of good things, like help start the west side farmer's market and he came on the video and he was pretty young yeah yes. i know he was, I very was young. surprised by that too <laughs> that made me really reflect on my life <laughs> so if anybody listens to this podcast to feel shame as a source of shame that that is one thing you can do and think about how successful this very young person and how impactful they've been in their community so you can internalize that and use that as as motivation fuel go for it um, yeah, I, I was very impressed by him. That was, that was very cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, the next one was WSUM, which for people who aren't familiar, that's the student radio station for Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> Sam, I, I saw in your notes, we, we noticed the same significant figure. Yeah. So they've been around for 20 years Yeah, and they've had exponential growth since their start. Exponential. I did wow. hear that. Yeah. Um, and yet the number they said was they have 183 listeners worldwide. Yes. I, I stopped. I, I re, like <laughs> went back and listened to that like three times to try and make sure I was listening correctly. It, it has to be a mistake, right? That's got to be 183,000. I think, I think there's gotta be a, a units missing there. Like maybe mm -hmm. at any given time, there's 183 listeners. Like peak. Yeah, so, so like at midnight, maybe you've got 10. But at Badger game day, maybe you've got 1,000. Or they're trying to say 183 listeners who aren't in like the radio distance. Like they listen through the internet. Yeah, and, and they really wanted to emphasize it was a worldwide audience. Like, so we're reaching globally. But 183 listeners is... One in each country. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, yeah, maybe that's that's good. I don't know. Maybe there's some units missing. I we zeroed in on the similar thing though, for sure. Yeah, it was just way too much hype for the number 183. Well, and they said they had 200 active DJs right now, right? So that'd be more active DJs than listeners, which wouldn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, it's like we have one active listener at a time. Every every time our DJ listens or records, they also listen to themselves, except 17 of them just decide not to listen to it. I don't know. How many listeners do you guys have? <laughs> this is a fair point. This is fair. Uh, once we reach above that, we will check back in. <laughs> you know, we've been doing this for a couple months 
But if we grow exponentially, we will be beating them in about a year. Yeah, that is a good point. Exponential <laughs> growth to 183 would not take long. Yeah, I, I, I'm more just, you know, they could say we've had great growth. Exponential is not the appropriate word. Not to a statistician listening. Not to a Sam West. Yeah, Linear, maybe. Logarithmic, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, there's no shame in linear. There's no shame. Yeah, totally. yeah. There's no shame in logarithmic. That's positive. You're growing. Mm-hmm. Working on it. Just, so. just not exponential. Yeah, exponential is, is a, a specific thing. Uh, we won't dwell too much on that. Uh, moving on to something sadder. Uh, so the there was a, a, a resolution in support of the Madison Jewish community. This was looking at the, the January 15th hostage incident. Um, there was It was in, in Texas. There were some hostages taken at a, at a synagogue. Um, uh, I think the link to a news article, I, I trust them to, to relay some of the details behind that better than myself. Uh, but we just wanted to, or the, the city of Madison wanted to echo its support for the Jewish community. They brought on a, uh, um, a rabbi to, to speak for a bit, and he was very uh, enlightening to listen to. That was great. I, yeah, and I, I thought it was a really good speech. I thought he had a, a really good job of taking what happened in Texas, but also expanding it to like other issues of discrimination mm-hmm. in the U.S., whether it was like stop Asian hate, mm-hmm. um, LGBT discrimination. Um, and connecting to Black History Month is something he brought up. So Yeah, and, it, and so it turned into this kind of very nice reflective speech, which is was a good thing to think about and kind of encompass a lot of other issues we have, which I thought was really well done. Yeah, good speech. Yeah, I, I wrote down one quote that, that was just really, really powerful for me. So uh, he's saying, we need to actively manufacture antidotes to the toxins and poisons that afflict society. Uh, and then a little later on, he's saying you know, antidotes again to the, the centrifugal forces that make us turn inward. And uh, some of that imagery just really was powerful for me of these things that it's just like these forces around us that really will make us look inward at ourselves and our own situation and what's happening to us. But there's so many things going on outside of us. And that's really important. So I thought that was very thoughtful comments. Um, yeah. Anything else to, to say about that? Okay. And then uh, there was uh, some recognition for some of our leaders, uh, our black leaders in the Madison community for as part of black history month recognition. Uh, so the first one was Sheree Wallace, who was a, a West Madison leader. Um, so I, uh, she, she got to, to talk for a little bit and kind of share some of those experiences that, that she had as a, a leader there. And then um, Jacqueline Hunt, who talked for a bit, and her some of her stories were very interesting about her own battles with, with uh, addiction and abuse and uh, kind of being kind of pushed down by the system and then helping others deciding to, to help others after that. Yeah. And, and Jacqueline Hunt is also on the police civilian oversight board committee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you follow other committees or subcommittees in Madison, you'll hear her voice. And it was really interesting to have her talk here because you don't really get her background. Yeah. From the other committees, she's just, she has a voice and she contributes to discussion. Um, but it, but it's really interesting to hear her perspective and the work she's doing, which you kind of miss from 
the, some of the, if you just listen to some of the other work she does for the city. So, yeah, I was really struck by her, her comments about attempting to help people who are also battling with addiction. And, and like you were saying, the, the systemic forces that are making that more difficult for her is something that she's been battling for many years. Um, all impressive women. It was really cool to hear them talk. Yeah, absolutely. And this is also the popcorn style reading. Yeah. yeah. I was mentioning earlier, but it was executed a little bit better. It was executed a little better. Oh, well, it was the, the alders leading into this, I think, were making their whereas statements and then the folks getting to share wisdom and insight in their own history were a little bit more. Right. They were, they were called upon. It wasn't uh, part of the script where they had to get their themselves unmuted and speak quickly to bail the previous person out. Yeah. But it, and it was, they, they tried to do the reading with um, some of the black alders on the common council. And it, it was, they keep talking about how this is the most diverse common council we've ever had. And that kind mm -hmm. of just highlighted uh, some of that point. So I thought, I thought it was maybe some missteps in execution, but it was a good, it was such a good idea. It was so fun. Yeah. It was, it was, it was an interesting thing to kind of put a little more, more perspective on what they say when they say, this is the most diverse common council, like it kind of highlights it a little more. Yeah. As like a, a performative statement, it, I thought it was really powerful, you know, like mm -hmm. them being able to split, their message between all of the the black alders on the common council. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and then I didn't say the name of, of Sadat Abiri, who is a, a nurse practitioner who was also speaking, but want to mention her as well. So that was cool how I, I liked her perspective that she never thought of herself as a I'm about to go blaze a trail, you know, like somebody who leaves college is like, I can't wait to change the world. She was living her life, trying to get by woke up one day and realized, hey, I have blazed a trail for some other people that came behind me, which is really cool to see. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's everything that we had to say about that. I'll move on. I want to touch on a little bit of the silent but deadly. So silent but deadly. These are the items that uh, went through on the cons consent agenda. That consent agenda, there can be dozens and dozens of items. You don't talk about all those during the meeting. Most of them just get approved with the, the recommended motion uh, as part of the consent agenda. That's just unanimous approval. This is what makes it function correctly. So you don't get people just repetitively <laughs> voting I unanimously on 90 items. Uh, but a few of these things to highlight, apparently we had a total dump trunk at one point. So there was a, a fund acquisition for that. So I was trying to look up news articles for it and couldn't find anything recent, but we had a, a dump truck get totaled. So we had to replace that there was a fund allocation. Do you know the conditions under which it got totaled? The link just has, I, that's why I was trying to yeah. look for a news article, but I, I couldn't find any. I just found some some gruesome ones about people getting run over by dump trucks, which oh. <laughs> weren't <laughs> no, recent. So I don't think that's what we were looking at. I thought you said dunk trunk at first. Uh, we're, <laughs> and I was we've like, got a dunk trunk. It's <laughs> actually, the, the dunk trunk is in the common council office back in the Capitol. And all the alders, when they come in, they have to get a basketball and shoot into the dunk trunk. Oh, I was, I was imagining like a dunk tank kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's no way to say a dunk tank. There's also the fundraiser. The <laughs> yeah. I was just like, man, like, did we just buy that? We're like, you know, it would be a great idea. We'll do a fundraiser for a dunk tank. Like in the seventies, they did it. Yeah. And and it, it just goes through like unanimous approval, no no questions. <laughs> yeah. Have you what got a silly concept, dunk tanks? I, I used to go on a dunk tank as really? a fundraiser. Yeah. 
Uh, but the thing was, I was like a quiet elementary school student and I couldn't really trash talk the people throwing the ball. Mm. Like I was, I was too timid to do that. So people would feel bad about dunking me. Aww. It was like 50 degrees in the summer. So Please we, dunk me. I'm so hot. Yeah. You had to get like, you had to get, like the really annoying and like kid who could like yell and like try to be obnoxious. And I was just too shy to be that person. Wait, did you say 50 degrees in the summer? Yeah, it gets kind of cold in the UP in the summer. <laughs> That's it. Uh, our, our childhoods were very different coming from Texas where, yeah. I don't know, 50 degrees didn't always happen in the winter. So. Yeah, that we had um, a big seafood fest. And so we'd, you'd have these big boiler tanks of like trying to boil shrimp or something. And I would just be like, in one particular summer, it was very cold. So I was hanging around the boiler trying to warm up. <laughs> Because <laughs> I should have been dropped in a t-shirt. <laughs> it's my t-shirt wear time. Yeah. Um, I, some other things I want to highlight. There was funding for a Kiva Madison program. So uh, this is the Kiva where you, it's like, I don't know if anybody has relatives that get them a Kiva gift card for uh, holidays or birthday or something like that, where you can do micro loans to help entrepreneurs. It's, it's a cool program that they have. It's You just kind of have to look at it as just donations, I think, getting too caught up on. It's a microloan, and I'm driving the economy is a little bit optimistic. Just kind of think of it as you're, you're helping out, like, workplace development for people. Uh, this is not the Kiva that does a terrible job of scheduling local sports games. I was very distracted by the name I, I, yeah, I, I had the same thought and I was like, it's spelled different. It's not that. And there's nothing about it here. Yeah, this is not the Kiva that will try and schedule if you're a so you for a soccer game on uh, New Year's Day at 11 a.m. Or, uh, hey, there's a volcano is going to erupt in Madison tomorrow. We know it's happening, but we can't reschedule that game until we wait till tomorrow and just make sure that the volcano erupted. Then we can reschedule the game about 30 minutes before it starts. Also, so. it starts at 11 p.m. <laughs> also, it starts at 11 p.m. Uh, we on a Wednesday. can't turn the lights on for you. So uh, just wait for the lightning strikes nearby to light up the field sufficiently for you to be able to play. Uh, once we see those lightning strikes, we will then reschedule the game. Not that Kiva. Not that cute <laughs> okay. at all. Uh, this yes. is all being said out of love, by the way. All three of us uh, are soccer, local soccer players. Ex-local. That sounds more impressive than it is. Uh, rec <laughs> <laughs> soccer lovers. I got my haircut yesterday. Yeah. I was talking to the stylist and I was like, oh, I used to play soccer. And for some reason, she thought I was like a D1 <laughs> yeah. soccer athlete. <laughs> She's really well, taken assuming, you know, assuming the best about people to heart. That's yeah. great. I know. I you said like, that look about you. I yeah. was like, I'm flattered. <laughs> it's been a couple years. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is not that Kiva. Uh, um, th their grants are also focused on female uh, entrepreneurs starting businesses. That's what this particular grant is focused on. Is, 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 yeah. I have heard the concept of microloans, but I don't understand them very well. Could you give like an elevator pitch for... What is a microloan? Why is it good? Yeah, microloans are this thing that got a lot of attention for a period of time. And I think some of that's died down. Maybe all the same people doing research on that are now looking at cryptocurrencies or something <laughs> like that. But it was seen as a way to really help entrepreneurs. The stereotypical example would be like, well, if you look at 
a, a village of people and let people imagine whatever village means to them in their head. So you let them imagine that. And you're like, if you get them a cow or a goat, it produces milk. It can be used to produce more cows and goats. It could be eventually killed and used for food. Like it is a, a wealth generator. So it's well worth the money to buy that cow or goat for that village, but they just don't have the capital to do that. And some of the microloans would actually even have very high interest rates, like 10 to 20% and have like short time frames. So maybe the annualized rate would be even higher. So the, the microloans were not inevitably a donation generosity thing when they started. Uh, some people would, it's high risk because you may get nothing back from that microloan. So it was a very high risk, high return, tiny amounts of money to very specific people kind of thing. And I think it's it's the sort of loans that maybe people envision banks doing all the time, which they don't necessarily of like helping somebody, you know, start a business or, or take their business to the next level. Like they banks give small business loans, but not at the rate people think and what they're envisioning. But the micro loan economy was related to that. You were going to say something, Sam? Yeah, it's it's being um, administered by Wibic, the Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative Cooperative mm-hmm. Corporation, which is located on South Park Street. Cool. Mm. Uh, but they do a lot of like, um, like how to start a business programs, and like they do a lot of like small loans. Um, yeah, like like Ben was saying, like micro loans in like some developing countries, you could say like ten bucks. Yeah. Uh, but in the U.S., like even like ten thousand dollars could be considered a micro loan. Mm-hmm. And, and these do not have those predatory interest rates that Ben was mentioning? Kiva is not really designed that way. Okay. There, It's much more you should think of it like you're donating money effectively. Like the way Kiva works is they'll, they'll give you an account, and I'm, I'm using air quotes here, and say you, you donated $100 and you pick an individual person, like you pick their, their picture and their profile, and they're like, I'm going back to school and then I'm going to become a lawyer or something. And you're investing in that one person. And maybe they have you plus like 10 other people giving them micro loans that contribute to that. I reading up on Kiva. I am not, from what I understand it, it, it's a little misleading the way they set that up. Like you're investing in a specific person, like number one, because like there can be other people whose money is contributing to that, but also your money can just go into a pool and then it's kind of split up. Like that's mm-hmm. just how, donations work. So they kind of will then, as that person repays their loan, they'll kind of trickle some money back in your account. So it kind of feels like you are a little bank, like giving, you know, uh, uh, just generous money and, and uh, philanthropy. That's what, that's the word I was trying to get. Like you're this philanthropic bank, like kind of helping people out left and right. And to some extent you are, and I'm not saying it's a waste, but you should much more think of it like donating money cool. than an actual investment. That's awesome. But anyway, it's it's cool program. I looked into it, I've used it in the past. It it is a neat idea for a gift, I think, for somebody who they're saying, "Don't get me more things in my life." So, for the Marie Kondo in your life, consider donating on their behalf. Uh, we will move things along here. Uh, something else, more grants. So there's a program for artist at work grants. So this is specifically for companies that have hire artists or had to fire artists and would rehire them if they had the additional money who are working artists. So doesn't seem like it's for somebody's like individual studio to work on a piece of art, but artists that are, you know, part of businesses and graphic design or visual arts or something like that. 
So grants to help them. And then also grants for as part of a federal youth homelessness demonstration program, YHDP program, that's going to be administered by Briar Patch Youth Services. So Briar Patch is not a group that I heard a lot about necessarily. So worth looking into them to see if they're a good place to donate money. Uh, yeah, wanted to just highlight those things. Uh, move along to some of the other agenda topics. We didn't have that many for today, but one of them that got a lot of time and some public comment attention was the North Sherman Avenue zoning. Yeah, do you know what the the zoning zoning changes in general? I'm always unsure what that's going to entail. Mm -hmm. When I looked on the map, it was a parking lot with kind of a. This is the the wetlands area that the the one of the callers like leads nature tours in that general area, right? Yeah, the quote I wrote down was "duck swim here." Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that's always the uh, <laughs> people really care about ducks when it comes to development projects. I mean, I thought he did make a good point where he he did do the duck swim here thing, but then he was also like, "Look, that parking lot is already getting flooded. Like, this is a wetland, and it's." It behooves both nature enthusiasts like myself and also developers to not have that built because it's going to be a huge pain for them. Yeah, and it, and it does seem fair to think about the water drainage situation you might be creating if you develop that land, right. if, that, if that's going to become a flooded area. So they would, at a minimum, probably need to think about creating a, some sort of reservoir for the drain off. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like a... A parking lot's like the worst thing you can have for flooding, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. what it is right now. <laughs> well, there, there's a parking lot there, but there's a bunch of this area. Oh, right? there's like runoff there's area. There's green, okay. greener yeah. area. And I'm looking at, we're looking at the satellite view here. Uh, if you just look up that 1017 North Sherman Avenue in Madison, Wisconsin, you can see what we're talking about. For, for scale, I'm looking at some Little League baseball diamonds for scale. So it's it's not a small area, actually. It kind of looks small just at initial glance. But, um, yeah, I think the specific parcel they're looking at, though, is, like, maybe not a all baseball diamond. Huh. Oh, okay. Because that, that whole plot could fit, like, nine baseball diamonds. Yeah, if I think it was just a piece of that plot. Huh. Yeah, and the homeowner may be trying to get one part rezoned, but that's going to have impacts beyond just that one homeowner's area. So that, that might be part of the consideration, too. So uh, it, it was interesting to think about, uh, but did not seem like that big of a thing. Which <laughs> way did they vote on it? Uh, I think they I, just referred it yeah. okay. to another meeting. Right. So, And if you ever have to bet money on what the council did, they referred it to another meeting. <laughs> that is what you should bet on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, the next thing that they spent a bit of time on, the IBI Group Project Management Service. This was because they were, they basically have to approve when a, a large contract like this gets lined up. And I think one of the things that Alder Wahilahe was going into is this was a Canadian company, right? Yeah, there's a lot of Canadian hate coming in. I don't know. I don't know if there's Canadian hate, but I just like to imagine that <laughs> it, it was. Yeah, it was. It did feel very much like, wow, you're sending this to foreigners. Like I got some of those vibes. Like instead of a local Wisconsin business. And and they did mention, and, and this was for hiring consultants to project manage for a technology installing a tech like software. Sounds like. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, it was kind of like a. Well, did you try looking in Wisconsin? And they said no one in Wisconsin bid 
we had some bids from other states and also this Canadian company. Hmm. Yeah, they weren't, nobody was qualified to do it, this. And and then they got off on a really interesting topic that, that I had didn't know a lot about, but they, the phrase related to it was disadvantaged business enterprise. So they had to get, uh, it's actually a federal requirement where they have to do an evaluation to see if there'd be an opportunity for a disadvantaged business enterprise to take on part of the work. So oh, that's cool. could it be subcontracted? And in my mind, my initial gut reaction to subcontracting is to roll my eyes. I'm like, why did we hire the middle person? Why wouldn't we just hire the people that you're subcontracting to? But um, it's looked at a, as a positive here of say there's, you know, a thousand hours of work to do, but if 200 hours of that is kind of compartmentalized and could be done by a group that's not quite as big or doesn't need as much experience, you subcontract that out and then you are helping a local consultancy or business or whatever. Yeah. And I would push back on that too. Like I, I spent a little bit of time working with a, like an agricultural engineering firm and mm -hmm. we had to subcontract not a ton, but you know, every now and then you need like a structural opinion and like maybe, maybe you're not specialized in that way. So it, it's kind of necessary to get specialized opinions sometimes. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I think it's just my initial reaction when I envision subcontracting of, you know, why couldn't we have hired the initial person? Mm -hmm. So, but, but I, I see what you're saying too. Yeah. Or you like one to recognize you're not yeah, confident in that area. One time it was like, we need a dump truck or like we need a, 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 a large massive piece of machinery to dig a huge hole. Right. Like we don't have that. Yeah. So you got to subcontract with someone. Yeah. And I can't imagine there are many firms in Wisconsin specializing in project management for public transportation. <laughs> yeah. State that through no fault of <laughs> some of us rejected a high speed railway. Yeah, yeah. And and just last notes on the business disadvantaged business enterprise before we talk more about high speed transit. <laughs> so yeah, it is federal requirements. You do have to do an evaluation to see if a, a business, uh, you know, especially one run by by people of color or, or somebody who doesn't always get those those opportunities, wouldn't always have as many connections. If there is any way for them to put a bid on that or participate, uh, there, there's some approval that goes, or some evaluations you need to make for that. We're gonna link off to an article that talks a bit more about that in detail if people are interested, because it, it could be a unique opportunity for somebody who owns a business and to look into that. And one problem they said with that was like, just understanding how to apply for that, mm -hmm. which like Satya said, um, and whoever they had from staff speaking on it, mentioned that was an effort they're trying to do to like help people walk through how to apply for that and how to be registered for that and then once you're registered it sounds like it's easier to oh yeah get through the system sure the paperwork yeah and so and again speaking of the rapid transit so we had some conversation about the bus rapid transit program they're very early in the process hiring just a construction management service which would be one of the ingredients to it there'd be several other businesses and, and companies that would need to be involved uh, but yeah, that some of the things this company would be would do would be supervising the inspections, the compliance regulations, inspecting the buses at the factories, vendor discussions. So they'd just be kind of facilitating things. Uh, yeah, Sam, I know you had some other notes on the the bus rapid transit plan. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be the the big topic coming up in the next mm -hmm. few months, few years, because I think they're trying to get the first line going in twenty twenty four. So yeah, cool. Soon coming up. Yeah, yeah, that's great news. Cool. Well, uh, that is about all the time we have for today. This has been Uncommon Council. We will rejoin y'all after the next Common Council meeting. Uh, 
Uh, and again, all the topics that we covered to the extent we can, we're going to put links to those in the description of the episode. Uh, so signing off, I am one of your hosts, Ben, and I've been here with, uh, hi, I'm Claire. Good night. And this is Sam. Boom. <laughs> oh, the gong. Thank you. Thanks Sam for the gong. Have a good night. <laughs>